Hello, and welcome to Bring This Podcast. I'm Emma, your host. Oh my god, I sound so professional. Um, yeah, I'm Emma. I'm sure everyone listening knows who I am, because why would strangers be listening? Um, not quite sure. I'll just give a bit of an intro, in case you don't know me. Um, I'm Emma Feely. I'm 20 from Roscommon, which is a county from Roscommon town. Um, and I'm studying English and history in Trinity. I'm in first year. Um, but I did my leaving in 2019. So I was, I meant to be in second year, but I dropped out last year. Um, which we will get into another time, but let's not dive into that straight away. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's all you need to know about me. Um, also I'm sort of the reason I'm doing this podcast is I'm in this sort of I'm on this sort of journey towards being happy I think Um, because I mean I don't want to get into it now but yeah I've been very mentally ill for the last maybe two years Two years very mentally ill, and then probably my whole life somewhat mentally ill. Um, So now I'm just kind of navigating life without that. Um, And actually living and not being on like survival mode from day to day. Just, you know, just get through the day and then you can sleep and haven't to... That's... (laughs) Of course I was depressed when I was living like that. Like, it's horrible. You need to live an exciting and like meaningful life not that this podcast is the meaning of life but um yeah it was just something I wanted to do um so I'm doing it and I don't expect anyone to listen because it's probably very boring but uh you know just because no one wants to listen doesn't mean I should make it um and yeah I guess First of all, I'll just talk about why I'm doing it. Like, get more into that. Um, I think it's good to have an outlet to just talk. Because I've found that I've just been talking to myself a lot recently. Because um, my mind is just going 500 miles an hour. Um, and it's... I don't know. I don't know why that's not good enough for me, but... I was like, why not immortalise myself? Um, Which is the scariest part, actually. I guess, why not share it? Um, With the fear of this existing, oh my God, on the internet. That's why it's called Burn This Podcast. I was going to call it Burn After Listening, but that's already some like weird biker podcast, I think. I didn't listen to it, but um, I had to search, you know, do the research. Um, Because I'm professional, but... Yeah, like, and the reason I am doing this is I've it's something I've wanted to do, but I've always been stopped by the thought of people that dislike me or don't don't really know me or used to know me. Um, you know, the thought of them, especially when you're from a small town, like if you're from Roscommon or anywhere like that you'll get it it's it stops you doing so many things that you could actually want 
to do and pursue because like everyone's gonna know um it's terrifying like I don't know I know so many people or I've met so many people in my life and the thought of them like people I went to school with or that I'm not in contact with now just being like oh yeah did you hear your one Emma has a fucking podcast Trinity Wanker blah 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 um which I get because that's the sort of mindset that I had up until recently but now I can realize that that's because I was taught that and people with podcasts aren't inherently pretentious yes pretentious people have podcasts but you know it's not a circle of a Venn diagram if that makes sense um and I guess I am lucky in that regard that I go to college in Dublin I've got to meet people and especially in Trinity it's a big thing like radio shows so I know people with shows or with podcasts and getting to meet those people and be friends with them instantly contradicts that thing that I've been taught and it's such a small idea but I don't know why I don't know where it came from but I just had it ingrained in my head that normal people that make podcasts are weirdos are pretentious fucks and then you know I know people that make podcasts um or radio shows and they're just not so I decided I'd try it I have a nice little setup here making it on gar garage band garage band with my amazon mic i know we don't support jeff bezos but um whatever we'll have to make a do um another reason it's called burn this podcast it's sort of inspired by steal this book by abby hoffman um if anyone is into sort of the counterculture especially of the 60s and 70s, like the more hippie side. Definitely watch The Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. Um, it's amazing. It completely opened my eyes to this. And, and that's this is why I love learning about counterculture movements, be it, you know, the hippie movement or, I guess, punk or even communism, like the Paris Commune. It's... It is a rebellion to learn about that stuff in its own right because like there's a reason we're not being taught about it because we are being taught everything we know by the establishment and these these movements are inherently anti-establishment so obviously we're not being taught by it so it is and it is kind of shit that it's our own burden to educate ourselves but um you know it's really fascinating so Abby Hoffman wrote this book in 1970 I think called Steal This Book because he wanted people to steal it like he was so anti-capitalist he was like I don't give a shit if I'm making money steal this book because the whole book tells you how to get things for free and how to like live against the norm sort of you know rebel in every sense of the word it tells you how to you know create an underground newspaper or organize peaceful protests and stuff it's just so cool um and I get a lot of people won't be into that but I find it really interesting um 
so yeah that's sort of where the name came from even the design the like logo that I made on Canva like I think I'm some big fucking graphic designer no I made it on Canva which is a great app by the way don't use Piccolage use Canva um yeah that's inspired by an Abby Hoffman poster because I'm really embracing the sort of rebellious side now because I think to be happy you sort of have to rebel against everything you've been taught and that that is my experience and I'm sure some people will be so happy to embrace like the small town Irish culture and like good for you like that is amazing but I just am realizing I have spent too long now I'd say a few years ago I started to rebel against it um and you know stopped wearing the like half sip ga hoodies or whatever but um yeah I get some people will be happy with that but I just am not um and it's okay that like the things that make me happy a lot of people see as weird and that's what I'm trying to realize um like I yeah I dress like a weirdo like Jesus Christ I went into Tesco the other day and I was wearing these like sunflower print flare trousers I just was getting like a four pack of monster and I looked insane and then I met my aunt and my cousin and they just like looked me up and down and they were like how you doing and I was like oh my god I look like this big hippie freak but you know what I walked away and I was like I don't need to be embarrassed. I'm enjoying wearing these flares, apart from the fact that I nearly tripped every time I walked. But um, I guess that's the message for this segment. Like, you have to at least try and be happy and you don't have to do that in a way that pleases everyone. Um, You know, if people don't like you, it means you're original, which is pretty cool. And for me, anyway, if I think about the people that I admire most in my life, even celebrities or whatever, I know, I know that so many people don't like them. So that sort of comforts me if I, if I think something I do will elicit a negative response or whatever. Um, yeah, okay. Let's listen to a song now. I guess most fitting would be my favourite song um, which some people think is too generic and then some people think is too out there but I don't care, it's my favourite song um, and it doesn't need an introduction and if you don't know the song that's not my fault like, educate yourself okay, here it is Here comes the sun Here comes the sun
that was obviously Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Um, I just listened back to a bit of that, not the whole thing, because I'm not a sadist, but um, a little bit just for the audio, because I don't know how to do this. This is Nobody tells you how hard it is to make a podcast when you don't know anything about computers. Um, and it sounds, it sounds weird, definitely, with the music, but I don't, uh, see, I'm just sort of recording the music off my Spotify on my laptop, because I don't know how to do it otherwise. I don't know, just pretend you're listening to, like, a pirate radio station in the 90s, or, like, before then. Any radio station, I guess, when they just played off vinyls. Um... I hope I don't get copyrighted, but at the same time, wouldn't that just mean it's not monetized and like I'm not making money off this, so hopefully it won't be too bad, but whatever. Never know until we try. Um So yeah, I'm trying to think what I will talk about now, and I guess the natural progression from Here Comes the Sun would be to talk about how I sort of got into I like I don't know what you'd call it the 60s 70s like the Beatles you know all all of that just hippie stuff I guess I don't know um yeah because that was in fifth year I'd say so 2018 2017 not sure um and before that, I was, oh my god, I was such a basic bitch. I've been looking at old pictures recently, like, very frequently. I looked insane. Not insane, but I just looked so generic. Like, my leather jacket with the fur trim and, like, from Boohoo. And, oh, I don't know, just, like, bodycon dresses to discos and shit. Like, and nothing wrong with that, but it just wasn't the look for me. I just looked... Because I, I was trying so hard to, like, fit in, obviously. It wasn't obvious at the time. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is normal. Girl, no, it isn't. But, um, yeah, then in fifth year, I don't know. I can't remember the specifics. Um, all I know is I had... And I don't know if I was into the Beatles before this. I don't think so, though. I think it was all all happened in one night. Um, because before that, the only music I listened to was like, now that's what I call music, fucking 72 or whatever. Um, and like, just what I thought I should be listening to. I always, I never enjoyed music as much as I do now because I was always like, oh yeah, this is what people talk about in school. I should listen to that, which is insane. It's like... Now music is such a release for me and oh I'm so glad I got into older music though. Um but yeah, I used to in fifth and sixth year I used to constantly even when we didn't have homework, um, I used to always write short stories for English. Um well I used to always try because it's my favourite subject, I mean, obviously when I'm studying it in college, but, um, yeah, there was just one night, and I must have spent six or seven hours, and I remember finally going to bed at, like, three or four in the morning, 
but I just spent so long something possessed me to start researching like the Beatles and Woodstock and and I remember I wrote a short story about that and it was actually the one I wrote in my leaving cert um, which it didn't really fit in I only got 85 in it which is a good I'm not mean I don't mean 85 is a bad score but um, it just didn't really fit in and I lost a lot of purpose marks but yeah I just spent that night listening to playlists from Woodstock and watching videos and I remember and I still love this picture the, there's a picture of George Harrison and Paddy Boyd at Woodstock and I was just like oh my god she looks so cool um she's I don't not a massive fan of Paddy Boyd but like god her Woodstock outfits were something else you should look them up um but it was just it was amazing and I think what must have prompted me was I remember my English teacher had a Beatles mug and I always thought that was so cool because it was like and which is so stupid because the Beatles are like the biggest band in the world in history arguably you know um but I just thought she was so different for that and I was like damn I must check them out because all I knew of the Beatles was like we all live in the yellow submarine and I was like they're fucking stupid but I don't know what I can't I honestly can't I wish I could remember what songs I started on but I just in a way that I haven't really frantically consumed every part of them with anything else with any other musician or band I just loved everything that they did especially like Sgt Pepper I love that it's and they're so versatile like and that's why I hate when people say oh you know I I don't like the Beatles or you know they're overrated like I and I get that people are allowed their own opinions but I just don't understand why you wouldn't there's something for everyone um and I guess it's just that they represent that sort of awakening and shift in my thinking um but yeah they're just they're great um and ever since that night I've I I I love that sort of music I love the Beatles the Kinks and then Fleetwood Mac I've gotten into the last couple of years um you know the Rolling Stones that that sort of stuff and in a way that I you know I don't find that with music that's out now and that isn't me being like I was born in the wrong generation I I just I don't know what it is I just connect with that sort of music more um it's it's great and I think maybe what it is is it was the first time that I was deciding that I liked something for like for the sake of liking it and it wasn't sort of spurred on by oh other people like this or other people will think I'm cool if I liked this because I mean 
I didn't really know anyone my age listening to it. Um, and I'm sure there were people. I, I'm not the first person that I knew that listened to the Beatles, but it that's how it felt, you know? I was like 16, 17. It was great. Oh, to get that feeling back. Um, and I suppose, yeah, that's sort of where my alternate alternative path of thinking started because and I have definitely lost this to the mental illness in the last week or not I wish the last year or two um but I mean if you knew me in school you'd know especially in sixth year I was very like I read the communist manifesto and like I, I just I loved learning about like oh I just I hate the narrative that we're taught that you know capitalism good communism bad it's like a caveman mentality and I remember learning about communism for the first time in third year and my history teacher at the time just like did not explain it for what it is because obviously she didn't understand herself like properly I presume but like she completely didn't understand the difference between private property and personal property in terms of communism because there's such a misconception because it's what we've been taught in school that communism is like you're not allowed living in your own house you're not allowed have your own kids you're not allowed have a phone which is not the truth you know you it's just you're not allowed own property that is used to exploit other people I don't think that's so radical. I don't understand, but I guess it doesn't really serve the interests of the man. Um, oh my God, I said so. I'm, I'm literally just voicing what I've been thinking about recently. Um, I promise every single episode, if I do more than this, will not be so pretentious as I promised at the beginning that it wouldn't be, but I mean, Look, I'm trying to figure it out. And it's very hard to just sit here and talk into the ether. And then just the anxiety of thinking that people are going to listen to this shit. Um, well, I'm presuming people will. I would completely understand if y'all have stopped listening at this point, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um... Yeah, I do presume that my target audience will be people that are too uncomfy with their own brain thoughts and they need to drown them out like me. That's the only reason I listen to podcasts. I don't give a fuck what they're saying. I'm like, I listen to them when I sleep because, you know, as Amber says, if it wasn't for the nights. Oh, how about we play that? Yeah, okay. Um, shout out to my friend Laura who introduced me to this song um, in the forest again I sound so pretentious but enjoy it it's 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 a great song and it just puts you in a good mood even though the lyrics are very
headset on. Um, okay, yeah. So I'm thinking, what should we talk about next? And maybe, I think what I should do is talk a little bit about my sort of love-hate relationship with secondary school. Um, primarily the teachers at the moment. Because I've been thinking about it recently and I sort of want to give an insight into why I'm shitting repeatedly on Roscommon and sort of like closed mindset. That, that doesn't really make sense but you know what I mean. Because um, I don't want people to listen to this and be like oh look at her. Look at her on her high horse. Whatever. Um, it's not it. But I think I think by having this sort of conversation, it will make other people aware that, you know, just because we're all used to it and it's the way we were brought up doesn't mean that some things were right. Like, some things were kind of messed up. Um, But as I say, it was love-hate. Like, I loved... Some of my teachers are the reason that I want to be a teacher. Um... I mean, I'm doing English and history and at the moment, anyway, the sort of goal at the end of it is to be a secondary school teacher because I understand the impact they can have, good or bad. Um, And I'm not saying I want to have a bad impact, but I'm just saying I would like to take the place of someone who might have a bad impact. Because, and there's this misconception, well, I don't know if it's such a misconception, maybe it's just... We don't value secondary school teachers as much as we should in society. Um, Because I know when I was in school, a lot of the teachers, and I will say my school has updated some of their teachers, I'd say, um, since I was there, which was only two years ago. But I will say, yeah, sorry, a lot of people... Um, perceive secondary school teachers as people that I don't know didn't do that well in school or sort of settled to be a teacher like what's that saying like if you can't if you can't do teach or something if you can't uh, I have no idea I think it was from Anna Montana but um, there is this perception of teachers who I would value as like the one of the most important roles in society because like these tiny malleable brains are being put in the hands of these adults and I think it like I don't want to overstate this but like the more I'm thinking about school I'm sort of like hmm is it any wonder that we're all so messed up mentally like I don't want to say that it was like traumatic or anything, it wasn't, but you know, I did have a lot of, like the vast majority of my teachers were there probably because they did a degree in something that they liked, in a subject that they liked from school and then I don't know, couldn't get a better job than teaching, like I remember some of my teachers saying that to us like openly resenting us for I don't know, existing as students um, in like third year or TY, they would literally be like, I'm only in this job because I couldn't get a job in 
insert you know I I have places in my head but I don't want to I don't want to out any of my teachers because yeah I'm a good person but um and I remember another thing I think is so important with teachers is to embrace not even originality but just kind of to not shit on anything that isn't uniform or you know the status quo maybe um like I remember being in second year when I was like 14 and having this teacher who I didn't know I had her for like CSPE or SPHE or one of those which if I mean you I'm sure you all know they're kind cop-outs and this teacher just looked at me and was or she came down to me no she I think she said it in front of the whole class I was just sitting at my desk and I probably was being like a bit loud and talking to people but that only came from years of like not being able to speak in class in primary school because I was so anxious I was the most anxious little child um when I was in primary school like before that I was all happy and would love to be singing and performing and then I don't know something in primary school shifted and I like couldn't speak so then in secondary school I was like right cut the shit I need to be one of the not even one of the cool kids but just I need to be accepted by some group of people um so I would obvious not obviously but like looking back now I'm like girl that is that is sad because I would just be loud and whatever but this teacher to 14 year old me was like I've been watching you since the beginning of the year I don't like you I don't like anything about you and, I, and at the time I was just like ah oh. well just reaffirms that I'm a shit person but now I'm like that is so fucked up that is so fucked up to say to a child or teenager or whatever you want to call me but like you're an adult like and this is a common theme with secondary school teachers or it was for me anyway I don't know if everyone can relate but like they resent their lives so many of them and they take it out on kids because they're around kids all all day every day I guess um and even some teachers that were really good to me and you know I had a good relationship with were so cruel for no reason to my friends or my classmates um and I really don't know where that comes from does it come from being underappreciated in society I don't know maybe or maybe they just don't want to be teachers and maybe it's true that they couldn't do anything else um which if that's the case they do something else y'all stop stop like fucking with kids minds like then when I was a bit older and I could sort of think for myself and sort of not be as affected by these teachers um uh, I don't want to like just in case any teacher would hear this but you know what fuck it I'm not lying they did this I'm not going to say names but um I had a really hard time in Irish in school. I hated it. I hated it since play school. 
And the funny thing is, when I went to the Gale talk, loved it. I loved speaking Irish and I was pretty good at it, but just the way that it's taught in school and I never got on with Irish teachers. Um, and I just remember like bringing coffee into, <laughs> which was, and there were other reasons that this particular teacher didn't like me. Fair enough, I will own up to to those. But um, I literally brought a, a cup of coffee in to Irish once in like fifth year because I was spreading myself so thin and studying constantly and so obsessed with the leaving cert. So yeah, I needed a bit of caffeine, sorry. And she calls me out in front of the whole class. She was like, Emma, you're not in America. What are you doing? And I just, I don't know. I felt, I felt weird. I was like, yeah, she's right. That is weird that I have coffee. Sorry, what? That I had coffee? Like I had been drinking coffee since I was 13, 14. Why are you shaming me? Like, so strange. And then another Irish teacher, like, didn't believe that I knew where Yemen was, the country Yemen. And she like, went to a map and was like, look everyone, Emma doesn't know where it is. She was like, where is it then? And I was like, uh, Middle East? Like, not sure I did properly know but I must have mentioned something about Yemen and she was like shut up you don't even know where that is um maybe the famine in Yemen I I don't know um even in like third year geography like I answered some question on my mock in a way that hadn't been taught to us but I just sort of used common sense and my geography teacher was so mad about that and I was just like, shut up, bitch. But um, it's it's very dangerous the way that secondary school teachers act. So apathetic, apathetic. I don't know how to pronounce that. But also like, they will. And you know, I had it easy in school um, compared to some people I know. Like some teachers were just so cruel like actually trying to be cruel and would make fun of people for like (laughs) this is insane they would literally make fun of people for the way they looked or like I don't know like their family status or I don't want to get into specifics because I'm not going to tell other people's stories but like and we just sort of went along with that and we were like oh yeah that's fine um And again, I'm not saying that this was a real traumatizing thing, but I think, I think it's important to sort of like sit down and reflect on that massive part of our lives and be like, hey, that was a bit fucked up and that probably contributed to me feeling bad about myself. Um, Because I think that is honestly the core of everything. Like if you don't have a good self image, both, both physically and like mentally, you everything's gonna hurt you more because everything external is used as a distraction every every relationship um like if you're in a relationship with someone and they break up with you it well it doesn't even have to be romantic but you know if that relationship is strained or ends in some way um that is gonna impact you so much more 
if if you're not okay with who you are um so I think it is important to kind of look back and be like okay well maybe that made me feel shit but I don't have to feel shit about it anymore I can realize that that was just crazy that that random old woman did that to me um but I will say I did have some teachers that were that were good to me and then I had some middle of the road ones like generally teachers either like loved me or hated me um and I was lucky you know that some people some teachers did get on with me and treated me like a human or an adult at least um and then I just had some random teachers that were like uh you're kind of shit at this subject but I mean whatever um like maths I already got on with maths teachers but I I did fine um bit too analytical for me but yeah I I do miss school I miss I miss the people mostly like fuck we were if you're listening to this and we were friends in secondary school like oh you got me through I I think our school especially and I don't know if this is like the tribal kind of I know that's a thing in sociology that like we see our tribe as so much better than everyone else but like I think we were a different breed that went to my school we were so funny like we all had finstas in fifth and sixth year and it just it would be like we were all collectively so stressed um which is crazy but yeah the finsta got me through leaving cert honestly good times um Okay, let's listen to a song that I first heard in Denmark in like a random Irish pub. Um, and I never really related to it. I just loved the song. Um, but it is about like rebelling against school and stuff. Which I always love school, but now I can kind of look back and be like, maybe it is something to be rebelled against. Um, so enjoy. It's by Pink Floyd. Another brick in the wall, part two. I don't know the other parts, but here we go.
Okay, um, number one, fair play if you're still listening. You must have a lot of mental demons if you're relying on something <laughs> that is so boring like this, but, um, whatever. It's enjoyable to make. I would really recommend, if you're thinking about making a podcast, try it out. It's actually really fun. Um, just talking about random shit. And we will finish up soon because I'll try and keep it, you know, around an hour. But just when I mentioned that trip to Denmark, I just want to talk a little bit about that. Um, And that was in sixth year and it was just for a weekend at Christmas. Um, Oh, back when we could travel, we used to go somewhere, you know, just for a weekend around Christmas. Just for the last few years we did that. Um... Denmark, yeah, it was fine. It was the only sort of like Nordic country I've been to, unless you count Holland, which I wouldn't really. Um, not really, not really my style of country. Like I wouldn't want to live there or anything. Like I think my favorite places I've been are Edinburgh in Scotland and Athens loved Greece um and obviously Amsterdam it's so fun but um yeah Denmark I just remember that being literally one of the worst times of my life um I was over there and I had missed a history test for going so I spent like a full day maybe not a full day but a long I'd say probably a full day or a good few hours in a cafe just doing history tests, like timing myself and writing essays and stuff. And now I'm like, bitch, live your life. Like you have to enjoy the opportunities you're given and you can't be worried. And I would hope that I wouldn't do that now. But, um, you know, I'm telling you, sixth year me was a different breed. I, and if you didn't go to school with me, let me just tell you a little bit. Um, I would cry once or twice a week. Um, which I can realise now was because of other things. It wasn't just the stress of the leaving suit. Um, but, and teachers were just like, oh yeah, she's crying again. I'm like, um, do none of y'all see an issue? <sighs> I don't know. Like their response was, my principal's response was to call me into the office, sit me down and make me promise that I would get 625 points and make me keep a record of how many hours a night I was studying. Like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that you don't respond to someone being stressed out by enforcing a reason to be stressed on them. Anyway, can you tell I'm still caught up on school? Um, Okay, Denmark. Yeah, one thing I just remember crying like, un- like just not being able to stop. And my mom being like, what the fuck are you doing? On the last day when we were going to the airport. Um, side note, Amy Huberman was on my flight. I kept seeing her in Denmark. And I was like, girl, what are you doing on Ryanair? But, yeah, that doesn't really matter. Um, And I just had such a horrible self-image then. Like, physically. Like, I thought I was... Like, it's probably the worst I've ever felt about myself. I don't know why. Um, I don't think I looked exceptionally different 
at that time um but just before we finish I remembered I have a poem that I wrote back then um now please don't judge 17 year old me's poetry and also you can definitely tell I was obsessed with Sylvia Plath at the time but um yeah I just said I'd read it give a bit of an insight um okay zoo attraction it might be nice to feel dirt below my belly or to make a mouse a meal or just to make him squeal to wear new patchwork jewels on my skin or to replace the empty din with the rattle of my tail not for the fangs or a tongue split in two or to be one day worn as a handbag by Cruella but instead just to know that one day my skin will turn new and my old self will evaporate like morning's groggy dew then perhaps I could bear to look at the face of reflection that laughs like a cat in the hat does but cruelly I could hiss at myself it is only a shell but I'm no crab and instead it is the super glued on casing that entices no one not like the snake does the cotton candied children pass in awe of the scales and fangs that are so temporary and leave me as a matted monkey as unappealing as on their first zoo visit they are new and beautiful and I still am not and that's really sad that I wrote that um it's just and I can see that I'm in such a better place now um but that just to me encapsulates the actual trauma inflicted on teenage girls and teenage boys I'm sure but I can't speak on behalf of them by society to fit into this mold of this one type of you know the one beauty standard um and that was 2018 and I think we have come a long way even since then but I don't know like and I wouldn't really think about how I look as much now and you know maybe I'd see myself in the mirror and be like oh not looking great but it wouldn't be the sort of hatred that that poem to me expresses like the way that I just was so desperate to know that the way I looked was temporary and it is funny because I just don't look like I did back then now like I don't look better or worse I just look different um but I thought I was trapped in that horrible (laughs) shell as I say or I don't know what I said but um yeah I guess I guess the point of me saying that is to encourage anyone still listening that to um kind of just sit and think if you can kind of reflect on those memories that we have because I think we remember things for a reason um just kind of see what you can remember and then sort of try and see if that memory affected the way you look at yourself or the way you feel about yourself um because if you can recognize that then you can kind of get over it and be like oh you know it wasn't as big a deal um as I thought it was like I don't know does that make sense probably not but fuck it it's my podcast and I can say what I want 
Um, okay, while we finish it on, how about Enter Sylvia Plath? Is that what it's called? That's a bit vulgar. I know it doesn't mean that. Um, Sylvia Plath. Yeah, Enter Sylvia Plath by Belle and Sebastian. Because that poem is obviously influenced by Sylvia Plath, and I was reading the Belger when I wrote that. So, enjoy, and thank you for listening. And I will probably make more of these episodes, so stay tuned. <laughs>